The block is hot here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket on a Monday as we uh, get into the, the Final Four championship game tonight. Very excited about that. But also the spring game week, uh, we are excited to preview all week long. And we'll start that here on the block with Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, Steve, how's it going today? Ah, uh, Bach, I'm doing fine. But I would start off by saying that the national championship game tonight's just a little more exciting than the spring game. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it um, might be. Ask me what you want. Do you have any uh, problem with the, uh, what is it, like an 8-20 tip-off time for the, the basketball game? That's always my problem, I feel like, with the Final Four. No, no, I don't have a problem with it now that it's getting... Now that it's light out longer, I like a little darkness settling in and the big tip-off. Um, even though I got that early wake-up call for early break with Sip and Jake at 6 a.m. weekdays, um, I no, I like it. I, I know I'm, I'll be I'll be gassed for this game. I'm really I'm really excited for it. It's a great it's a, it's a tremendous matchup. I think it's a pretty evenly matched game. The, the pace will be the pace will be intense. It'll be a very intense rapid pace and it'll be hey man i mean these, these teams are serious they're seriously talented yeah, it'll be fun tonight to, to kind of see that battle of the Blue Bloods, Kansas and North Carolina tonight. We'll talk plenty about Can't that uh, today. Um, and uh, it's kind of weird because I guess, you know, it, it's still Bill Self there. It's still both both these coaches are the successors of Roy Williams. Right. Isn't that something that Roy, I mean, Roy was at Kansas for 15 years, right? And then he was at North Carolina for 17 and you know he did uh, he did wonderful things for both programs, and now he sits there and watches it. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating from that standpoint. And, you know, Hubert Davis did a great job this year with North Carolina. You think about it, guys. I was talking about this this morning. Six weeks ago, North Carolina was on the bubble. Okay, they were on the bubble six weeks ago. Now, six weeks ago. Now in the national championship game, he did an extraordinary job of holding that team together. And Kansas, I mean, this is a Kansas team. Think about this now. Kansas in 2020, when the pandemic erased the NCAA tournament, they were 28 and three, and probably going to be a one seed. They got seven guys off that team. I mean, they're this is a team that's loaded up with not only talent but it's veteran talent. And that's part of the. And you know what? North Carolina has some of that too, but Kansas has more veteran talent. I think that's one of the one of the reasons I really like them. Yeah, this will be a fun one. I, I can't wait for for this game tonight. Um, I, transitioning to the spring game, though, Scott Frost did have a press conference today. I think the the biggest news is that you might not have two teams out there for the red white game. It's it's usually uh, you know a battle between Nebraska's uh, two favorite colors, I suppose. But um, now it looks like it may be more of an offensive defensive thing. Did, did they try this? Did they do this under Bo Pelini or Mike Riley? I feel like I've, I've, I've they've had to do this before. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, when you start talking about uh, spring game structure and how they're going to do it, my eyes tend to glaze over. Um, I'm of that kind of mindset that this is a, a football practice, and however they do it is fine with me. I do think that – I think Polini and both Polini and Riley had a – God, I don't remember it, Bob, the way – I don't remember it being that way, but – I think I saw a headline in that World Herald about that. I don't remember. I don't. Hey, listen. I, 
I put a lot of things out of my mind after I cover them, and <laughs> spring games are high on that list. I don't. This is, uh, I mean, one of the most overbaked things in the in the sports world. But um, you know, there's some interesting things this week. Seeing all those new guys. Hey, hey, listen, 16 new scholarship players in camp, and and now it's clear that 13 practices in that there's some there's some dudes of those 16 that are dudes and that are going to help, or at least they're going to be in a position to help. Now, whether they ultimately help this program um, get over the proverbial top, I don't know. But I know Tommy Hill is going to be a major factor, probably a starting corner. I know that, uh, I'm thinking on the stay on defense, you know, Deshaun Singleton's going to have a chance. You know, we know a guy like Marcus Buford, who's not a transfer, but he's a young guy, a new face. Is going to be a starting safety box on the offensive side. We know, we know that Trey Palmer's probably their best player on offense, or, or not, not probably is their best receiver. And look, look, they're going to build an NIL campaign around Trey Palmer. They're they're counting on him. Um, we know, we know that Anthony Grant is one of the top two running backs right now. Um, and I bet he's my bet to be the starter now. Yeah going to have something to say in that um there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of new guys that have made a big impression and i'd say the two biggest are palmer and tommy hill and casey thompson goes without saying okay yeah. casey thompson goes without yeah saying. um sip what up man it's always a pleasure to talk to you thank you for joining us on the block we um yeah man listen um there's been some some buzz going on out there, right? There's a there's a uh, uh, obviously we we're very familiar at how good both of the inside linebackers are, and Nick Heinrich and and Luke Reimer. But they they've they've uh-huh. been some injury proneness to them. Uh, those are two solid guys that are still going to be there. They're going to be back. Um, you know, their lead backup in in the past has been Garrett Snodgrass, and uh, he's obviously recovering. We, we we're seeing a lot of injuries out there. And the recoveries of them and coming back, but there's there's somebody that's out there that that has been pretty intriguing uh, as a new face and uh, in freshman Ernest Houseman, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that young man because initially coming in it looked like they were looking to redshirt him, but it just seems that it's very possible that uh, some of the noise that he's making right now he could find his way not only on special teams but may be able to get in the mix and get in a short rotation with uh, Heinrich and Luke Reimer. Okay, yeah, you're right. Now, it's got to be dependent on, on some factors. Um, th- now, they will go into the portal. They're, they're in the portal looking for inside linebacker depth. And you know how that goes, Strick. They're looking for, you know, more veteran players in the portal. And I would say if they have priorities in the transfer portal right now, Oh, Sean Mathis is number one, you know, edge mm-hmm. rusher, defensive lineman. And I would say another defensive lineman is a, is a, uh, a portal priority. And I would say offensive lines, a portal priority. And then I'd say inside linebackers right in that mix. So they'll look that, that, that could affect where Ernest is. Also, I mean, I don't think they want to, I mean, if he's good enough, he's good enough. But generally speaking, that's a tough position to throw an, a, a true freshman into. A, an inside mm-hmm. linebacker job in the Big Ten 
and I think you guys know why. I mean, it's, this is this this league is brutal in the trenches, and that's that's a tough spot. I I think that they would prefer that you know, Reimer, Henrik, Garrett Snodgrass, um, and then a portal player, a player out of the portal probably take take charge of that. Maybe a Mauga Clements. Um, is, I, you know what? Hausman's interesting, though. He's interesting. And he, is, he does show up a lot. And he, come, he turns up a lot in a lot of conversations with those coaches. So we'll just see. That is an interesting – that's definitely something to watch. He lo- hey, Strick, he loves the game. Loves the game. And that's, they're looking more and more for those types of players. Now, you could say, oh, wait a second. Doesn't everybody love it? No, they love it at different levels. And Hausman loves it at a high level. And that's about, that's really valuable. I'm kind of interested that you that you're kind of where you're power ranking the running backs, I suppose, right now because uh, you know obviously Ramir Johnson kind of led that group last year. Now, like you're saying with Anthony Grant and Jacquez Yant, looking like they're they're taking a lot of these carries. Where does where would that leave Ramir Johnson in kind of the pecking order and, and within the offense? Because I know that Whipple specifically said when he got here is hey that number 14 is kind of standing out on you know looking back at the plays from last year. Oh, Ramir's prominent. It's those three. It's just when I say that, Bach, it's because Ramir Johnson just can't. You know, he's he's a he's well, look, he's 185. He just can't be your your lead back, mm. your 17, 18 carry guy. He just can't do it. Now that's my opinion. I think Ramir Johnson would have an issue with that probably, the way Amir Abdullah had an issue with me on that back in the day. He did, um, but I, I mean. I've talked to Ramir. Um, I've been around him. He's small. He's a little guy. Those other guys aren't little. I mean, they're Yant is 232, 6'2", 232. Uh, I talked to, we talked to Anthony Grant today. He's, he's a 5'11", 215-pound back, and he's, you know, he's got, he's got the size. Ramir is going to be prominent, though. I, I'm glad you raised it. But, you know, it's, he's going to catch more passes. He's going to be a guy – He'll get carries, and he's a home run threat, and they'll put him in positions to hit home runs. But he just can't. I just hate Bach. He's just not going to be the 15 carry a game guy, yeah. unless he has to be because of injury. And, and and something else you said that kind of uh, caught my ear was that that they're going to build an nil package around Trey Palmer. What what do you mean by that? Uh, there'll be more on that this week, but I mean, I, all by way of saying he's very prominent in this program okay. already. Okay, I mean. You'll see. There'll be a, there'll be stories that get there'll be a story about it later in the week. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, they're doing some pretty creative things with him. His image is what I the best way to put it. It's a name, image, likeness. And Nebraska has a campaign that's pretty creative that highlights Trey Palmer. You know, it's not like they're highlighting seven guys, and it's mainly Trey Palmer. So they they wouldn't do that unless they were pretty damn sure he was going to be. They're probably their, if not their leading receiver, one of one of the leading receivers, and I think he will be the leading receiver. I think that's the type of guy that you're looking at right now. Yeah, that's interesting, and we'll be on the lookout for that. I also wanted to ask you, just kind of talking with the new guys, it was kind of the, the new guy day, you know, Tommy Hill and Trey Palmer and, and Grant like yeah. out there. Um, anything strike you about talking to those guys? And maybe it's, it sounded like a lot of people were just impressed with the confidence level that they bring into the room. That's it. I think a lot of that box. Um, 
you know, you're talking about, now I talked to Tommy Hill and Anthony Grant, and I, I don't know, you're, you're talking about more veteran players. Um, you know, Anthony Grant, remember, played at Florida State. He played every game in 2018. He was a kickoff returner, so he's been in a big-time program. And then, you know, he had to pay his dues at New Mexico Military Institute and emphasize military in that because that military background, as Eric knows, it can be very valuable for a young man that needs it. And I, I think he, Anthony kind of portrayed himself that way. He needed it. That You know, that New Mexico Military Institute, the military element, he said, seeps into everything, football and everything. And I think he grew up in New Mexico and put up big numbers. Uh, Tommy Hill, man. Look, look, I mean, that's another good dude. He played at Arizona State, all right? This isn't, this isn't, you know, this isn't too big for Tommy Hill. And, and those guys, particularly Tommy Hillbach, he has designs on playing in the NFL. And, you know, everybody does, but it's not realistic, as realistic for some guys as others. It's realistic for Tommy Hill. I mean, I'd be very surprised if he's not the starting corner on August 27th opposite Quentin Newsom. Really surprised. He's, he's right, he, right now, that's what he is. He wants to play in the NFL. He came to a cold-weather place, not because of that, but he doesn't. He didn't shy away from the cold because he knows in the NFL he's going to be playing in the cold. You know, he said, you know, you rub Vaseline on and um, deflects the wind, I guess. I used to rub it on my face when I was a boxer because it, the punches, you know, slide off of it. Um, I used to lube up pretty good, and, and that's, what, that's what he does. Now, Tommy Hill, he's standing in front of you, and you're like, wow. Look at that dude. Look at the, I mean, his arms are super long, you know, six foot, which doesn't wow you, but it's a pretty big corner standing in front of you, actually. Um, they brought in some guys now. Remember when Frost was saying in November, we have to bring in some players to help us get over the top? I'd say they did a pretty good job. Now, whether they get over the top, I don't know. But man, I've, you know, new guy day to day, those three or four guys up there where you're like, yeah, this makes sense. And one last question for you, Sip, today as Nebraska basketball announced uh, that they will be hiring Adam Howard over from South Alabama. He's known for his defensive side. You know, kind of that's kind of his go-to there, pressure zone defense that he uh, has been working with him for, for years. Do you like this hiring? I mean, obviously, um, it, it's, it's tough to, to say any associ- assistant coach hire was going to get the belief completely back into Fred Hoiberg in the system, but it sounds like at least a good start. I'm not evading your question. It's just all I did, all I've done is read about him. Right. I think Strick understands. I, now, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear what Strick says. I just don't like to evaluate a coach I've never even met. I've never seen him work with one player. You're just reading, oh, I don't know, you're just reading stuff about it. It just doesn't mean that much to me. I, I, I don't want to say it's a good hire or bad. I don't know. I'd like to see him work with guys or, or, or talk, talk to some guys he's worked with and get some tangible evidence of what he's done and, or just see him on the floor, you know, now it's right. way different. It's a way different hire. It's a way different approach than they had with Abdelmasi. Cause you know, the guy that Howard is replacing Matt Abdelmasi did no on the Nothing. floor coaching. Yeah. He was, yeah. Go ahead. Strick. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Sip. All I was saying was that, that, that was something that I thought could, could be, uh, difficult because what you're doing is you're recruiting kids, you're establish, establishing with Abdomasi, you're establishing relationships, and then you're handing them off. And sometimes that handoff 
just like yeah. a quarterback may not may not get in the pocket. You know what I mean? And so yeah. and, and so we talk a lot about the turnover or guys staying but leaving because they just may not mesh. They may not gel. And so that that was one of the things I talked about, Sip, is is this particular coach is, you know, I wanted to basically come in and, and have that opportunity to look at him from that standpoint. So we're saying the same thing, no doubt. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, you wouldn't judge a coach so you worked with him usually. Um, and I, I don't want to judge him. But, yeah, and as far as the handoff goes, you know, they turn over that roster so much. And, and But the other thing about that is the key guys have said they're, they're locked in. Blaze Key, the Ramel Lloyd. They're, you know, they're, they're guys, their recruits are locked in. So that Fred handled that pretty well, I'd say. Um, you know, this guy does coach on the floor, which is different. And you do that look at the NCAA issues with Donnie Tindall. You, you, re- you can't ignore that conversation. He was, you know, Howard was linked to, he worked for Donnie Tindall for years. And Donnie Tindall got one of the harshest NCAA penalties any coach has ever gotten. So that gives you some pause here. Um, and you guys can look into that on your own and determine your own thoughts on it. It's, it's interesting to me. Um, his background, it's, uh, that, that's, a, that's a tough background. But, you know, everybody gets a second. Everybody deserves a second chance, I think. And he's, I think he got one and he's doing well with it. He's Stephen M. Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star and of Early Break joining us today, getting us ready for spring game week. Thank you for your time and insight today, Steve. Yeah, thanks for having me on the block and keep up the good work, guys. Yeah, there he goes. Stephen M. Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. Always avoid uh, him, or I shouldn't say avoid him joining us. <laughs> are we, we are happy to have him join us. And, and uh, a little word slip there. That made me sound bad. But ultimately, we are always happy to have Stephen M. Sipple on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. We also love to have you guys call in 402-464-5685. It's time for Shootout with Strick. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. All you have to do is beat Strick in a little bit of trivia. Today's trivia has to do with the NBA, a certain team in the NBA that maybe has come up as of late here on the block and the ticket water cooler. So give us a call, 402-464-5685. Your chance of $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings is next. <laughs> 